0: Welcome to Ben, Blockchain Education Network, the largest and longest running network of students, alumni, and professors excited about blockchain across the world. A podcast for students by students, sharing their vision that anyone, regardless of wherever they are in the world, will be able to use blockchain as a vehicle to create wealth for themselves and their communities. This is Ben, the Blockchain Education Network.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Blockchain Education Network podcast. Today I have a very special guest, Sonny from Osmosis. He's a core developer and he's sort of a graduate, semi-graduate from UC Berkeley, but we're gonna take a deep dive into the story. So Sonny, you wanna start, I know, I know you wear many hats, you're involved in many projects, but let's start with your academic background, since most listeners in our podcast are students, especially students from UC Berkeley, which we actually did a recent partnership on Ben Learn, where we have about 200 people taking one of their courses. Sonny, you started at UC Berkeley by majoring in electrical engineering and computer science with a minor in political economy. And you want to tell us a little bit more about your, your career there? And how did you end up pursuing your work in Cosmos today and Osmosis?
0: Yeah, sure. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, so I, you know, <clears throat> when I got to Berkeley, I was doing like the electrical computer science, but also political economy. And I got like, I learned about Bitcoin. And I'm like, wow, this is such a cool combination of these two things, computer science and political economy. There was like this small Bitcoin club at our school. Five guys, basically, it was like, we would go for dinner and we just talk about Bitcoin. Like, oh, did you hear what Roger Vera did recently? Blah, blah, blah. And I just like started hanging out with them. I didn't think I understood anything, but I felt I felt like I was getting smarter just by being in their presence. And so I just kept showing up. And then, you know, the summer after my freshman, so we were all like, why is this club so small? Why is it like the five of us that are really into crypto? Like, well, what? About, why isn't this growing? i was like, maybe there's this like education problem. And so what we did was we, that summer, we decided to start teaching. We said, hey, next semester, we're going to teach a class on Bitcoin. Is that the decals program? Yes, that's a, And so this was, so yeah, so we started teaching that decal Became this decal, like this decals All this like system where like students can teach courses at Berkeley. And so we started doing that under like Don Song.
1: And the philosophy behind the decals program is that you believe that the best way to learn about something is you teach to other people. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, if you got to teach a class on something next week, you better learn it this week, right? <laughs> it's amazing. like that, that's the best way to uh, learn. And so that's basically how I learned crypto. Like, for real, like I, you know, that summer I just like deep dive like, everything I could. I read Andreas's book and like all that stuff, and I'm like, okay, now I feel like I'm a little bit ready to teach. And I look back at some of those old lectures that from the first time we taught him, like I cringe a little bit because it's like, <laughs> but but yeah. So started doing that, and then basically that first semester I think we had like 60 students or something, and we're like, hey, okay, now we have a solid base. And so what we did was we like closed down the old Bitcoin Club and we started a new club, which then became Blockchain at Berkeley, mm-hmm. and we started you know, Boston Berkeley, we built out this like big club and all this stuff. And yeah, I ran that for... What year was this? This was in 2016. Oh, amazing.
1: Previous before the 2017 bull market. Oh yeah. You guys are already rocking with six students at UC Berkeley mm-hmm. and you co-founded the club, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's really an amazing, an amazing, and yeah. And you also co-founded the Berkeley Bitcoin meetup too.
0: Yes. So that was like, you know, that was one of, The things that we created with Lockdown at Berkeley, we started doing these like meetups and inviting speakers in. And yeah, that was really fun.
1: And then was this your sophomore year or? This was my sophomore year. So uh, I was reading through your bio and you said you drop out of school. Was it in your
0: sophomore year? No. So this was my junior year. So okay, So what happened? The story was I started, so that summer after my sophomore year, I started in a summer internship at Consen... And, you know, I was just learning about Ethereum. And I'm like, hey, let me go to this consensus place. I can learn more about it. And I wasn't... I, I didn't enjoy the internship that much, mostly because, you know, they were mostly focused on, like, application layer stuff. And while I was there, and I got really interested in, like, low, like, protocol layer stuff, especially proof-of-stake. I'm like, wait, this proof-of-stake thing is so cool. And so me and one of my friends, Nate, uh, he's actually my roommate now, but we both like got super into proof of stake together and we basically spent the entire t- summer reading every paper we could find and i'm like man this tenderman thing is so simple and like you know it, it, we can implement this really quickly and so what i did was i reached out to the tenderman team and i said hey you know is there any way i can help you guys out i'm just like just trying to learn about proof of stake want to learn more and then you know they also So they're like, yeah, sure, come in. You know, we can help us out. We'll figure it out. And then I learned about Cosmos. I didn't realize that the Tenderman team was, like, the same Mm -hmm. as the Cosmos team. But then they explained this Cosmos vision to me. And I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. Because, like, this, like, fixed the problems that I had saw with Ethereum. I was like, well, okay. With the proof sort of, of work. Yeah, yeah, the proof of work, but also just like the scalability and all these things. So I got really excited about Cosmos. And, and for people who don't know, they are listening. What is Cosmos vision? What is Cosmos about? Cosmos is a vision of many sovereign chains that are connecting with each other. So instead of having everything running on like all the applications on one blockchain, you have every application so, or every community has its own blockchain that like they have sovereignty over, but then these chains can still talk and connect with each other. Well, that's really amazing. It's totally different from other projects I've
1: heard about in the yeah. space. Yeah, amazing. And So, yeah, yeah, so what happened was
0: that some come fall, uh, you know, I was just having so much fun at Tendermint that summer. And I'm like, wow, I'm learning way more here than I am at school. And so I just decided to drop out and continue working with the Cosmos team. From there on, did, did that was that decision yeah. you just took it in a day, or you took a lot of consideration? I was like thinking about it, but then what happened was the day before classes started. Yeah, one of my classes syllabus came out. It was from Nicholas Weaver's class. So <laughs> if anyone knows who that is, he's a little bit of a anti crypto professor. But oh, um, boy. <laughs> his midterm conflicted with DevCon, and I really wanted to go to DevCon, <laughs> and so I mess. I emailed because my plan was I was going to like go to school but work part time. So I emailed him, like, hey, can I like move the midterm around? Like, I want to go to DEF CON. And him being very anti-crypto, he's like, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, fine, I just don't have to drop your class then. And I'm sorry, drop his class. And while I'm on the page, I'm like you know what, I'm dropping all my classes, screw this. And I just went the day before classes started.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. So right there in that moment, you just decide to completely shift your career, your life. Your It's it's amazing. A lot of yeah. students come to the Ben Career Center and they ask me, should I drop out? Mm-hmm. What should I do? Because it's just so exciting to be in this space. I love the fast pacing, the dynamics. And and I think you felt that way yeah. when, when you had that crucial decision.
0: Definitely. But I will say one of the, you know, I, even, like I said, I dropped out the day before class chart, So I actually was already living in my frat house and everything. So I, I continued living there. And I think like I was actually still very involved with blockchain at Berkeley and everything, even after dropping out. So I think like the biggest thing about like being is the community and stuff. And so as long as you can still have access to the community, that's what's important.
1: Yeah, that's something I felt to in college a lot having access to my fraternity and the whole social experience and the community sense, I think it was one of the most important parts to me. Yeah. Aside from the classes, which were important, of course, but the mm-hmm. community meeting people. And even when I had the Gator Blockchain Club, I think it was also really important to network with other students and the events mm-hmm. that we would, that would put up together. Amazing. And also, I saw that you also founded and work on a podcast called Epicenter mm-hmm. with one of the OGs. Is one of the OG crypto podcasts mm-hmm. since 2014. Yeah. What was it like to run a podcast in 2014?
0: So for context, sorry, I actually did not found Epicenter. Okay. So Epicenter was created by Sebastian and Brian. They mm-hmm. started the podcast in 2014 and then Brian was working at Tenderman. And when I came on, I joined the podcast in 2017, And so, you know, I, I haven't been running it since that long. Yeah. But, you know, it's been about four years. And, you know, I think it's been, it's, it's really fun because, you know, for me, it's like I spend all my time like really focused in on like osmosis and like Cosmos and stuff I'm working on. But Epicenter is like, you know, once a week I get an opportunity to go learn about something completely different. I'll go learn about NFTs one week. I'll go learn about social tokens another week. I'll go learn about like ETH 2.0 the next week. And so it's it's always a good... Shift gears exactly. and get exposed to new projects. Amazing.
1: And going on to what you're doing today, I know you, you shifted from Cosmos to working at the protocol to a project called Osmosis. Yeah. And what is the vision behind this project? I know was one of the first DEXs out there mm-hmm. with IBS enabled chain. So mm-hmm. can you explain a little bit on that?
0: Yeah. So yeah, so you know, I've been working on the Cosmos core stack for you know, three, I'd worked on it for three years. We, you know, when we started this vision of like this interconnected blockchains, we basically saw like, hey, there's like three tools that we see that are needed to make this vision possible. And that was Tendermint Consensus, the Cosmos SDK, and IBC. So Tendermint Consensus is the proof of state consensus system. Cosmos SDK was a framework to make it easy to build new applications as its own chain. And IBC was the protocol that allows these chains to talk to each other and send tokens between each other, send data between each other, et cetera. So basically we spent three years building these tools. And then once, you know, the IBC had just finished, you know, it just launched early this year in 2020 beginning of 2021. And so as these tools were approaching sort of completion, I'm like, okay, all these building blocks are ready. Now it's time to start. You know, I spent so much time at the protocol there time to go back to the application layer and now build these applications using this new paradigm that we created.
1: So it sounds like the IBC enabled chain was really that ultimate vision goal of in interacting with each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now you're able to put that into a DEX where people can just trade in between decentralized, in a decentralized manner. So that's
0: yes, really cool. Exactly. And so Osmosis was sort of the first, like, you know, big user of this IBC protocol. And when we went live, that's when the ivc world sort of finally kicked off and it's really cool to be able to like you know take tokens that are built on one chain and trade them with things on another chain and is
1: this something that only tokens are built
0: on top of cosmos or can be from
1: other blockchains yeah
0: so for now it's on the cosmos sdk tokens are built using this but over time the IBC protocol will be generalized to work on different protocols. So we have like IBC implementations being worked on on frameworks like Substrate and Celo and all these other places. And then we also have bridges that are being built to like things like you know Ethereum and Solana and all these places. So that way, all of these ecosystems will sort of become part of this like multi interchain world that's when things get interesting
1: and, Definitely. and that's probably more a long-term vision of where you're going into osmosis right yeah
0: i mean long-term meaning like you know maybe like a couple of months right like i think the <laughs> ethereum bridge will be up sometime this month and you know we're working on yeah this It'll space be- moves incredibly fast yeah and
1: what do you think about this whole nft craze that's going on at the moment is is this something what is your opinion
0: i think it's really interesting mm-hmm. i will admit i maybe I'm, i don't have the best taste and i don't know how to choose which nfts to like are gonna be hot or whatever but i mean you know i will say like you know maybe early on i was a little bit skeptical but then i, then I you know i'm like i don't want to be that guy who was like in 2011 is like, oh this bitcoin thing is scam. so i was like you know i'm trying to keep an open mind and be like hey okay you know if the market is valuing these things and people are excited about them maybe there's like some real value here and i think i think what we're gonna see is like also like you know, I'm really focused on, like, DeFi right now. And, like, I think NFTs and DeFi are going to become more, like, aligned. Where, like, more DeFi protocols are going to have to start to be able to interact with NFT, NFTs as primitives. And that includes both, like, you know, currently it's, like, these art NFTs, right? Like, hmm. but it could be other things as well. Like, you know, once you get more real-world assets on chain, those will have to probably start to become NFTs as well, right? When you have a home deed or you have, you know, like... Certain a lot of financial instruments have to be these like NFTs, right? And so I think that's what we have to start to. Exact. Would you Would you say that lawyers in the future have to be also programmers? Yeah, probably. I think that like, <laughs> or you know, yeah, I think that programming is going to have to be this like skill that's like as common as like normal literacy today, right? And I think yeah. like over time, and but you know, I think that what programming itself is going to mean is also going to change. It might not be like writing lines of code but it might be like but you have to be very technically competent and proficient right like yeah. my sister is actually uh she just going to college right now she just started her first year but she's an architect and i've been like pushing her towards like hey you should like start thinking about like vr and stuff right because i think that's going to be the future of like where of, like oh architecture is you know you're going to be building worlds in vr and it's like so you know yeah. i think it, people have to be like Technologically progressive, basically. What's your favorite project out there in VR, if you can name one? Ooh, I mean, this is like, a, if, you, if you know the game Super Hot, yes. that is the best game ever. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's like, it was like, such an early one of the first VR games, but like, you know, when I have some free time once a month, I'll just still pull it up and just like, it's so much fun.
1: Oh, okay. Amazing. And to sum up our podcast, what would you say to students that are out there in Berkeley and other colleges around the world? What advice would you give to them to drop out or to mm-hmm. just conclude their studies? And there is a lot of students that really want to pursue a career in blockchain.
0: Yeah, so. I would say go to school for one or two years because I think being part of the community is useful and then drop out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so the middle ground. It's a nice, like, the middle. You yeah. have the best of both worlds. Exactly, right? Like maybe four years is too much, but you know, spend time in Berkeley and just build up connections there, you know, like, at Berkeley, we had this like, cool, Berkeley to Cosmos pipeline as well. So like, a, I got a lot of my friends who are at Berkeley, they're like building Cosmos right now. One of my co founders was, you know, we met at Berkeley. So yeah, I think it's definitely the best place to like make those connections and, and
1: stuff. Where do you think is the best place maybe to learn about programming on Cosmos or to learn about to get more involved? A lot, a lot of students come to us and
0: they're like, Oh, where should I learn how to code on Solidity or Yeah. So right now, Admittedly, one of the things, one of the big, best feedbacks I've been hearing from people here is that we need better documentation. So, you know, there's uh, but right now if you go to like the Cosmos docs, there's like tutorials on how to build like simple applications on the Cosmos SDK. And I, I think we're the, the Interchain Foundation is actually working with like some education projects on like building out uh, Cosmos SDK development courses as well. So, so keep an eye out for
1: that. So sort of through trial and error and going there and experimenting with little yeah. projects. Yeah, but we definitely want to
0: get it to a point where we can, you know,
1: a more guided process. Amazing. And if any students or anyone that's listening to podcasts wants to find more information about yourself or Cosmos, where they can go.
0: Yeah, so for me, my project, my, my, my Twitter handle is A 97 and then Osmosis Zone is on Twitter. And then, yeah, you can share it my podcast. It's called Epicenter.
1: Amazing. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. And this was another episode of the Blockchain Education Network podcast. Stay tuned for more. This was another episode of Ben.
0: Blockchain Education Network. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at BlockchainEDU. And visit our YouTube channel for more valuable blockchain content.